king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives whose name were Shipra and Pua, when you help the Hebrew women in childbirth and observe them on the delivery stool, if it is a boy, kill him. But if it is a girl, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, Why have you done this? Why have you let the boys live? The midwives answered Pharaoh, Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. They are vigorous and give birth before the midwives arrive. So God was kind to the midwives, and the people increased and became even more numerous. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. Amen. I want to preach on this first Sunday in February as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic, Choose God. Choose God. Look at your neighbor wherever you are. In the man cave, the she shed, the kitchen, the living room. Tell your neighbor with a smile on your face, choose God. Lord, bless your word. Bless me as your vessel of good news. Let this word encourage, bless, stir, consecrate me into thy service, Lord, by the power of thy grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. Amen. Choices are important and significant. No sane, sensical, or spiritual person will have the audacity to deny, minimize, or trivialize the importance and significance of the choices we make in life. For those of us who have lived for more than a few years, we can testify the choices we make in life can assist us in becoming who God says we can become, or the choices we make in life will antagonize our daily existence. Choices can and will bless our lives, or choices can and will add undue burdens to our lives. Choices can inspire us to become our best selves, or the choices we make can and will impede us from becoming who God says we can become. The choices we make in life can promote us to realizing our God-given potential, or the choices we make in life can and will paralyze us from becoming our best selves. Choices have the ability and capacity to strengthen us along the journey, and choices can and will stymie us from becoming all that God says we can become. Choices are important and significant. Choices, 
Do I get married or do I stay single? Choices. Do I stay married or do I get divorced? Choices. Do I accept the promotion with this company or do I turn down the promotion? Choices. Do I stay in this area or do I relocate to a new area? Choices. Do I pursue my dreams or do I stick with what is secure, safe, and stable? Choices. Do I attend College A, which is a good school, or do I attend College B that is offering more money without me having to meet that woman by the name of Sally Mae? Choices. Do I get the vaccine, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, or do I just pray and believe God is a healer supernaturally without getting a vaccine? Choices. Do I start a new career at the age of 45? Or do I stick with what has buttered my bread? Choices. Do I join this organization, that organization, or do I just pledge me for me? Choices. For those of us who have to acknowledge and admit, we have to acknowledge and admit on this first Sunday in February, choices are important and significant. According to this new Old Testament text in the first chapter of this powerful narrative of Exodus, we witness the importance and significance of choices. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, a terribly insecure small man in a big position, has become anxious and scary about the growing population of Israelis in Egypt. According to the text, Pharaoh has no appreciation for who Joseph was to Egypt. Consequently, because Pharaoh is a small man in a big position, Pharaoh takes it upon himself to oppress, enslave, and subjugate the Israelis in Egypt lest they grow too numerous and become a threat to his rule and reign. To add insult to injury, Pharaoh has become so maniacally insecure and scary that he sees any boy born as a threat to his rule and reign. Not only has Pharaoh subjugated and enslaved the Israelis, Pharaoh has issued an executive order that all the boys be killed lest they grow to become strong, vital, spiritual men. And according to the text, Pharaoh issues this decree for the midwives 
to kill the boys before they become men. If you allow me to pause parenthetically, it seems like America has taken a script from the page of Pharaoh in 5 BC that boys in particular, black and brown boys, are still at risk. The name may not be Pharaoh. The name might be another last name, but the agenda is still the same. Kill the boys. Before they can become doctors and lawyers, kill the boys. Before they realize their God-given identity, kill the boys. Before they can become the priests of their families and leaders of their communities, kill the boys. Put cocaine and heroin in their communities. Teach them to call women B's and H's. Give them easy access to drugs and guns. Kill the boys. Teach them it is more popular to be a thug and a hoodlum than it is for them to be a lawyer, a doctor, a educator, a pharmacist, amen somebody. Kill the boys. Teach them it is more popular to do time in jail than it is to graduate high school and be a man of God. Kill the boys. If you look at our culture, there's still a conspiracy to kill the boys. Yet, according to this Old Testament text, there were two women of African descent, Shipra and Pua, who had the audacity to counter the conspiracy because of their willingness to choose God. According to this text, Shipra and Pua, two women of African descent, had the audacity to choose God. They saw the executive order in the Egyptian News and Observer. It was passed down on the Egyptian version of CNN News. Yet despite Pharaoh signing this executive order for the midwives to kill the boys, Shipra and Pua choose the will of God. And Watch Chapel on this first Sunday in February as we celebrate our history, our heritage, our hope, we have arrived to where we are as a people because women like Shipra and Pua had the audacity to choose God instead of choosing the way of Pharaoh. Unless we be too new jack in our thought and mentality, before we could choose anything else, we only had God. Before we were alphas and omegas, we were church folk who chose God. 
before we were Aggies and Eagles, we were church folk who chose God. Before we were Maces and Eastern Stars, we were church folk who chose God. Before we were in the Congressional Black Caucus and the Fortune 500, we were church folk who chose God. And how dare we become so New Jack and Brown new that we say the church ain't necessary. It don't take all that. Your mama and daddy educated you because they chose God. Our grandmothers and grandfathers built this church because they chose God. Our mothers and fathers led us to where we are, not because they chose crimson and cream and purple and gold, but because they chose Almighty God. And here in 2021, I dare and encourage everybody to remember the bridge that brought us over and still cling to the God of our salvation by making the choice not to choose Pharaoh, but to choose God. Can I preach this? And I preach this word to encourage somebody and everybody to celebrate where we are because we chose God. But also preach this word to encourage everybody who hears me from Dayton, Ohio, from Kansas City to Baltimore to make up in your mind regardless of what Pharaoh says, I'm going to choose God. Pharaoh ain't your friend. Pharaoh ain't your brother. Pharaoh ain't your ally. If you choose Pharaoh, you derail your destiny and sabotage your success. If you choose Pharaoh, you accept inferiority and oppression. If you choose Pharaoh, you demean, degrade, and disrespect yourself. If you choose Pharaoh, you turn on one another, not to one another. If you choose Pharaoh, you deny that you are made in the image of Almighty God. If you choose Pharaoh, you become a death dealer, not a life giver. If you choose Pharaoh, you believe his ice is colder than your ice. If you choose Pharaoh, preach pastor. Yet as we read this text, these two women of African descent, Shipra and Pua, who many of us have never heard of, had the audacity to choose God. What happens, Watch Chapel, when we have the audacity to choose God? When you and I choose God, Watch Chapel, we make a decision of conscience versus convenience. We make a decision of a choice of conscience versus convenience. According to the text, there's an executive order in Egypt that says kill all the boys. Kill the boys lest they grow to become men. And Shipra and Pua have heard this executive order, but Shipra and Pua, hear me watch chapel, make a choice of conscience. What is right? What is the will of God? What does God say I ought to do versus a decision of convenience and choosing God, though costly, though unpopular, is always a decision of conscience versus convenience. 
It ain't always convenient to choose God. It ain't always popular to choose God. It ain't always exciting and drama-filled to choose God. Sometimes choosing God will make you look like a doggone fool. Somebody talk to me in here. But I'd rather take the way of conscience. What is right? What is wrong? What does God's word say versus what is popular? What does the will of God say about this particular issue versus choosing the way of convenience, which is the wide path versus the narrow road, which is the road much traveled versus the road less traveled? Can I preach this? Martin King is a hero in our community and in our global community because he had the audacity to choose God versus convenience. Come on, preach Peter. Martin King had a PhD from Boston University. Could have become a professor, a college president. Could have not put his life in jeopardy. But he chose conscience. Versus convenience. And choosing God is always a matter of conscience versus convenience. I can keep my mouth shut. I can be popular. I don't have to take a stand. I can go along to get along. I can do what everybody says is popular. But is that a matter of conscience? Choosing God. It's always a matter of conscience versus convenience. Not only is it a matter of conscience versus convenience, choosing God will make you a hero of history. And let me dare say, let me be gender inclusive, sisters, a hero, a shiro, a heroine. Come on, preach now. Of history. These women, Shipra and Pua, are not found in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. Their names are not mentioned except one time here in Exodus chapter 1. We don't hear them throughout church history, yet because they are on the right side of history, these women become heroes of history because they chose God. And you and I every day have the choice to become heroes of history or hazards of history based upon what we choose. There are some people who live in infamy because of the notorious, skullduggerous, infamous choices they have made. Y'all ain't talking to me. Hitler is a hazard of history. Pol Pot in Cambodia was a hazard of history. Let me call the roll on this Sunday morning. Mussolini was a hazard of history. Jim Jones was a hazard of history. But let me flip the sanctified coin on this Sunday morning. We got a litany beyond these 28 days of February of people that look like you and I who were heroes and heroines of history because they chose God. 
I wish I could call the roll on this Sunday morning. Carter G. Woodson, Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tutman, George Washington Carver, Rosa Parks, Adam Clayton Powell, Malcolm X, Martin King, Daddy King, Frank B. Weaver, y'all ain't talking to me, Samuel Watts, heroes, heroines of history because they chose to follow God. Whenever you and I choose to follow God, y'all help me preach in here. Our name may not be in the USA today. Our name will may never make it to Hebrews chapter 11. But there is something called the Lamb's Book of Life where God has dipped his sanctified finger in the blood of the lamb and God is writing your name in blood right now because you and I have chose God. It ain't always the big stuff. It's the small stuff. You encouraged somebody. You prayed for somebody. You brought your tithe and gave your offering. You were a good public school teacher in Wake County. You were a good church member and God saw your labor rewarded you and your name is now celebrated and hailed because you chose God. When you choose God, we make a choice of conscience over convenience. When we choose God, we get elevated as heroes of history. But when we choose God, our reward outweighs the risk. Y'all ain't talking to me on this Sunday morning. I said when we choose God, the reward outweighs the risk. These two black women hear what Pharaoh says. Don't let the boys live. Kill the boys. Kill that little joker before he becomes a deacon. Kill him before he becomes a preacher. Kill him before he becomes a congressman. Kill him before he can marry a beautiful black woman. Kill him. But somewhere along the journey, I feel like preaching now, they decided they would choose God and walk out on faith and say, we can't kill these beautiful boys. These boys have a future. These boys have potential. These boys have a tomorrow. We can't kill these boys. And I know Pharaoh says there's a risk involved, but these black women, amen somebody, Shipra and Pua, made up in their mind that if they go with God, the reward by faith was going to outweigh the risk. Let Pharaoh do what Pharaoh's going to do. I'm going to go with God. Let them call me crazy all they want. I'm going to go with God. Let them talk about me like a dirty dog. I'm going to go with God. Let them talk about my mama, my daddy. I'm going to go with God. And these women make up in their mind, they're going to go with God. And because they went with God, look at what God does. These women who were barren, because midwives in this culture are barren women. They make up their mind. Pharaoh says, what have you done? I told you to let the kill the boys and let the girls live. The midwives say, these women ain't like other women. Before we get there, they have already delivered healthy, bouncing boys. I don't know if it was a lie or not, but God saw fit 
to bless them with their own families and reward their obedience to choosing God. And these women who were barren experienced the miracle of being rewarded for their labor. I'm going to my seat right now, but my soul is happy. Keep on serving. Keep on choosing. Keep on loving. Keep on obeying. Keep on forgiving. Keep on preaching. And one of these days, it won't be long. God will reward your labor. We don't have to wait to be rewarded in heaven. God is blessing you right now. You got sense in your head. Got joy in your heart. You woke up this morning. You can lift your hands. How many of are blessed? And your blessing came from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. How many of you are gifted? How many of you are blessed? How many got a reward? Yes, I do. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to stick with God. Look at how blessed you are. Look at how blessed you are. Choose God. You ain't giving up nothing being disobedient. The blessing is in obedience. They're going to think I'm crazy if I forgive him. If I forgive her, they're going to call me a fool. <laughs> if you don't, you're going to be a bitter old woman. You're going to be a bitter young man. Ain't nobody going to be bothered with you. They're going to think I'm crazy. I don't make that much money. Tithe. Look at what God has done for you already. You got a job out of school. They said if you stay here three years, they'll forgive you, they'll pay your loans off. You stayed there three years and one day, paid the loans off, got a new job, we got more money. Don't tell me God ain't good. The reward ain't always in heaven, the reward is now. You got no drama in your life. That's a reward. You ain't ducking and dodging and lying. My name is Fred Bunn. You ain't lying and dipping and Travis Telfair. Know how blessed you are? Somebody right now, if you're not saved, you don't have a church home, I invite you right now, my sister, my brother, to make the decision to choose God. And I'm not talking about no ambiguous, vague, great God. I'm talking about the God of the Bible, the God of your salvation, the God of Jesus Christ. Father God, the Son and the Holy Ghost, the Trinity, that God. I ain't talking about the God of the barbershop. I ain't talking about that foolishness. And let me help somebody. 
Christianity ain't the white man's religion. We've been Christian a long time. Ask Tertullian. See, some of y'all don't know I'm, I'm talking good now. Ask Augustine. University right there on Oakwood Avenue named after a black man who was a church father. Y'all ain't talking to me this morning. Don't let folk don't know what they're talking about convince you Christianity, the white man religion. Now, ask Denmark Vesey, ask Nat Turner, ask Gabriel Prosser, ask Rosa Parks. I'm talking good now. Choose God. If you're not saved, we want to communicate to you the good news of salvation. My sister, my brother, you are one of 252. I think we already 18 down. 18 down for the month of January. Don't tell me God ain't good in a pandemic. God is still saving souls. God is still expanding our territory. Don't tell me what God can do. We ain't prayed enough. We ain't sought God. We ain't asked God. Come on, sister. Come on. This is Super Bowl Sunday for you. Come on, brother. Go to the Contact Us tab. Say you want to be a member of Watch Chapel. I'm going to call you this week. Say, welcome to Watch Chapel. Come on. As you come and unite with Watch Chapel, we're about to celebrate the Lord's Supper, this holy ordinance. And as we prepare to celebrate this Lord's Supper, the Lord's Supper, this holy ordinance, where we commemorate what Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary, we do so reverently, we do so cheerfully, we do so obediently. Scripture says, let a man, let a woman examine himself or herself, lest we partake of this holy meal in an unworthy manner. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this holy meal. We thank you for this holy ordinance. We do so reverently. We do so obediently. We do so with a sense of secret gratitude as we thank you for all that you've done, are doing, and will do. Use this holy ordinance as a celebration, a commemoration of what you did on Calvary's cross. We love you and appreciate you. In Jesus' name, the people of God said amen. 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 On the night he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, do this in remembrance of me, and we do likewise. In the same manner, he took the cup and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me, for whenever you eat this bread, and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes, and we do likewise. Let the church say amen. 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 With the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. Amen. Don't turn off. Don't go anywhere. We are participating in a virtual right hand of fellowship after the right hand of fellowship we are celebrating i want everybody to tune in to our announcements in case you miss them amen <laughs>